Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is the Fate of Ison Chapter 5, Episode 6. Thanks for downloading, listening, and letting us be a part of your world. We've had a sweet new review on Apple Podcasts this week, all the way from the US of A. Deaths underscore Shepherd says, A great role-playing podcast, amazing role-playing, and cast members. Would recommend. Thank you for the kind words. We love hearing that people are enjoying the show. And reviews like this are a great way to tell us, and tell everybody else at the same time. Of course, if you want to tell just us, keep it our dirty little secret, if you know what I'm saying, you can do that on one of our social platforms, all of which are at Fate of Ison. Go on, do it. Go tell us that you love us. Alrighty, here's a recap. Last time, the Apple Squadith were dragged into a deceptive realm of twisted memories by Namakak, the Demon of Lies. They faced a number of trials, including facing off against Banfor's dad, surviving a collapsing cave, and fighting Namakak itself, who tried to eat Marley's brain. They returned to the material realm, falling onto the floor of the Necropodicon Inn, where Tyler, the young bartender, found himself at the business end of Marley's rapier. I'm into it. Okay, so friends, this is uh, this is chapter five, episode six. I'm talking to I'm talking to the, the the friends here, not the friends at home, but hey, friends at home as well. We this immediately follows the events of our two live shows. If you haven't listened to those, then uh, do that because they were a good good time. Basically, the a very quick summary of those is you got whisked away into another realm, which is a realm of lies ruled by Namakak, the deception demon. You fought through various challenges, including killing Banfor's dad, who had been in prison there for a week, and then also killing Namakak itself. Uh, you returned to the world in the Necropodicon Inn in Stonemore, and Marley held out her rapier to Tyler, the young bartender's throat, and said, Is it really you? Because you had seen an apparition of him that was not him in that other realm. Um, so that's where kind that's where we are. We are in the inn, and Marley is holding a knife to the throat of a young boy. <laughs> so a standard Tuesday night. Then. <laughs> and there are three drunks in the room, and uh, yeah, your friend Arcus is with you as well. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, Marley. What 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 are you doing? It's it's me. Uh, how do I know? Um, I don't. I'll put the money back. Should I get my dad? Okay, no, it's you. (laughs) You're really scaring me. You're really scaring me. And normally it's him that scares me. I'm sorry. Uh, Banfor waves amiably. And I I put, you know, I put everything away and kind of go to give him a hug. Like, kind of against his will, I imagine. (laughs) Then he goes, Ah, you shouldn't have let your guard down. And he stabs you. Um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Got me. Yeah, Um, he, he... he accepts your hug, but he's shaking. He's he's I'm, very still terrified. Yeah, and I, I I sort of I'm kneeling down, and I'm like I'm I'm so sorry. We were tricked. Someone used you against us. And you almost, you almost did one d eight piercing damage to me. I I would never. Oh, honey, I would never. Oh, you almost got the opportunity to find out who the dad was from him. I think you should go on with it, says Arcus. Who, who who Tyler's dad is. He said he would get you the dad. Oh, we know who the dad is. It's Paul, wasn't it? 
Who's the dad? So dad's a Paul. They're all dads are named Paul. It's a, oh. it's a funny thing about existence. Everybody. Oh. Have a kid, you're named Paul. I assume a dad is some sort of dragon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so just he... staring at you two, like, going, yeah. like half, like, not being able to believe that Argus doesn't so, know all of this, and half, like, Bamfor, I cannot believe you're teasing like this. <laughs> like, you so know? as far as I understand it, you squirt your beans up a less. If the seed takes, you become a dragon named Paul. And then, as far as I'm concerned, you abandon all your kids and you go fight in the arena because you're a dickhead. That's how it happened for me. But, yeah. You lost me when it turned into a plant. <laughs> Look, I lost myself years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, put my hand on Vanth's shoulder and I'm like, we can find him. I think we found him and he's dead. Or yeah, is, he? You... is he? I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Myself? Yeah, you killed him. Yeah, I was going to say, you killed him. <laughs> yeah, but then he was back. <laughs> And then he died again. So who's to say he doesn't come back once more again? Yeah, it's the circle. The circle of the... of. Um, I mean, he is a dragon after the all. The water cycle. Everything Even comes back around. <laughs> okay, I've had enough of this crazy whatever this is. <laughs> um, Tyler comes back over very sheepishly after he tried to get away and just says, um, uh... Um, Marley, I, I think maybe, maybe we, 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 we're going to close up. Um, so, I mean, uh, if you want to sort of pay pay your tab and, and get back to your room or something, I'd, um, I'm, I'm going to get these guys to leave. And he gestures to the three drunks and just says, uh, and then yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the close the bar. Ah, oh, I assumed we were the three drunks. <laughs> no. To a degree. <laughs> <laughs> We're three off the drunks. Um, sorry, I was just looking up how much gold I have. <laughs> so I thought you were just noting down, like, all dads' names. Sorry, where are we from here? <laughs> Pardon? Where are we from here? Was the rebellion sort of thing? I mean, you don't know. You haven't kept up communication with the resistance. The Empire has been denounced, but, I mean, that's not to say that around the world... There are still, you know, holdouts who are trying to keep it up because, you know, generals have been given power and things like that. Like, no, 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 I'm staying in charge of this place. Yeah, but in this city, um, it's gone back to the normal rule after after a week. Oh, apart from you kind of stamping out your own section of it. Wonderful. So we're we're kind of at a bit of a loose end, um, quest-wise. Yeah, you haven't been given the next quest yet. So, on yet. <laughs> you, you know what might be cool? What? Um, I feel like at some point I might want to not be here because <laughs> y'all dragged me here from nowhere and I might want to go back. <laughs> Interesting. When would this be happening? <laughs> well, I don't know how to. I'd have to do some looking into it. I... Do you know how to trans-dimensional hop? No, but there would be probably some sort of, like, artificer's area where some sort of magical person would know these things. I might be able to find you a coked-up magician. You never know. (laughs) 
Or I can you, find a magician and coke him up for you. You, know. you, li- you literally have an open line of communication with the god of knowledge. <laughs> you know what? I'd forgotten about that, and it could have come in handy a lot of times. A lot of times. Uh, Banfor holds out his hand and says, Marley, the key, please. We've already discussed this. I'm not giving it to you. Uh, I'll call him. Uh, you, I've seen what you did with the gems that I gave you, and I do not approve. So, what did you do with the gems? Because I was throwing them at seagulls. You did had seventeen thousand dollars worth, and I have not seen what a single thing that you've done with it that is good. Well, I'm, I own half of a city, and it's probably turned into about the ten vice times district. that now. And I hope not. It's all vice district As I explained now. to you before, oh my god, we're not doing this again. Everyone's having a great time. To be honest, I've like, not bothered who calls. There's 700 <laughs> strip, strip clubs in this entire in the city so far. 700, Marley. That's not free enterprise. You tell me what the fuck is. There can't be 700. This the city's not even that big. Nobody's it's the biggest city in the world. <laughs> biggest city in the world. There's open micers. For step for strip clubs, they're only doing it to two or three people, not even paying. Bringing their own crowds, it's horrible. <laughs> Bring a <Good> crowd. <laughs> hey friends, come watch me strip. <laughs> hey guys, just really need to fill out a crowd for a strip show I'm doing. Um, hopefully, I can graduate to a pro show. Uh, we maybe I'll get paid fifteen dollars for the whole evening's work. Yeah, I did have to drive for an hour and a half return, but. <laughs> Yeah, stripping. Wait, no, it's comedy. <laughs> um, just so you know, Bam Four, uh, you obviously still have about thirty-three k worth of stuff in there. Good, good. Between uh, and I can gold pull in and whatever my earnings are. Yeah, well. yeah. So, but that's just in Hades Vault, and I'm not counting my fifty k's worth of shit in there. That. Nice, that's nice. just thirty-three for you. Hmm. It's like a humble flex with my 50. And no, no, no. It's because he had spent 17 50. of it, his. So we had 50 each, but he just took out 17k. I, oh, don't, think, cool. I, don't, I don't think he had 50 each. There was 30 total at one point. No. How it became 50 each is beyond me. Because we, uh, we got a whole lot more golden gems. I've been like tallying along the way. I've just been throwing okay. it in. If you say so, because I haven't. <laughs> Um, also, I can ideally pull all the wealth out of the vice district in one fell swoop. Should we leave? Yeah. You so can sort maybe of... ransack the whole city. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> That's um, why I think there are all those strip clubs, because then there's a lot of loose cash. Exactly. This is, ah. you know, that's called thinking. Do they, <laughs> um, they throw oh, coins, or do we have paper money? It may be 42 <laughs> each, I may have coins done some silver math wrong. This all wearing armor. <laughs> um, God. Okay. Stripping off inside the armor. Sorry. So, this day, for Sorry, this very. You can cut act- like all of that bullshit this- where I'm just doing math calculations. No, that's fine. Um, um, this very action packed day, for all intents and purposes, is over. Um, <laughs> it's it's nighttime. I mean, you kids have some evening events if you want but what i am going to do just because we had so much crammed into a single day is we're going to have a three-day time skip 
and I will just get you to summarize some things that you do to kill time over this day. Because as you pointed out, you don't have a quest yet. So what are some things that you would do in this three days to fill your idle time? Um, Arcus wants to um, discover that uh, the little mouse that I got in the first episode <laughs> uh, needs food to live. <laughs> um, so uh, I think Arcus has a little, a little bit of an adventure of discovering food and whether or not he can eat it or if it tastes good. <laughs> if okay, they can eat uh, it or if it tastes good. We're at a pub tavern thing right they have to legally serve food along with alcoholic beverages yeah they do they they serve food um what's available at the the tavern um, pub? they have we have they have bacon and eggs we've established that they have hog kebabs um hogs are a horse pig hybrid animal um i've decided that their meat is very pork like but uh leaner so it's like pork with less fat love Um, We haven't established any other things that they have, um, but I'd say that they have pretty standard gastropub fare, so they might have a curry or two. They might have pizzas. They might have like a a heavy pasta dish, like a carbonara or something. Um, Basically anything you could expect to find at uh, a bar slash restaurant. Uh, well, well, Arcus doesn't really know about these things, so uh, I reckon I would go to Bamfor and Mali and and ask for suggestions on what to try to eat for the first time. Uh, Bamfor um, just goes back into the kitchen and screams in the guy's face till he try- makes it one of everything. Is this on that same night where Tyler told you he's about to close up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you go to a, a cook who is like packing up. He's taken his apron off. He's like um, got these pots and pans and dishes all piled up, and uh, I guess you're going to have to intimidate him or persuade him into actually doing this. Um, can I alternate throwing bricks and coins at him? <laughs> if that's your form of <laughs> persuasion. I feel like yeah, this should be quite persuasion. a hard check because, you know, chefs notoriously, every chef that I've ever met and worked with, are impossible to intimidate. They're just oh, like, and just and do what? not like me. Do your job. No chef you I've know? ever met like, is like me. Yeah. Okay, so I'd say this is a 17 difficulty. What am I putting it against? My. Will you decide if it's persuasion or intimidation? I'd say it's intimidation. Uh, it definitely fails. Um, can I then pay him off? He'll say, You want me to cook? Now, take a look around. How much money you got? Banfor uh, flicks him two gold coins. Bing, bing. He looks down at the coins, he looks back at you, and he looks obviously insulted. Uh, Banfor flicks two more. Bing, bing. He looks at the four coins and says, Oh, all right. That's actually it's a lot more than my wages. Okay. What do you, what do you want to eat? Uh, Banfor just throws the menu at him and walks out. What you want? What? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Make sure you put applesauce on it. <laughs> Which bit? Every everything? All it's, of it? All, all of it. it? A bucket? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Molly um, sees but... all of this happen, and she walks back into the kitchen. She puts down about three gold pieces just on the on the the pass, and just says, "If you if you wouldn't mind, if you could just cook our friend." It, 
they haven't ever really eaten here before and I've just raved about the place and I've just told them it's amazing and they just have to try everything. So, I mean, it would just mean so much to me and I'm willing to pay for the travel. He He's seen you around a bit because like, you've been staying here for a while. Yeah. And uh, he, he's taken a few orders from you and stuff, and so he just goes, just breathes like a defeated sigh and just goes, oh, oh you got it, love. Um, and yeah, from out in the common room, you can hear clinging and clanging and things dropping and a few plates breaking as they fall off the dish pile and his swear words and things. Clearly this man is not happy and he needs to get home to his family. It's going to take a little while for him to cook up one of everything. Yeah. We've got three days. I go, I go, yeah. I go, I go to bed after doing that because as interested as I am, I'm also exhausted after the day we've had, you know. I go make sure Hodge is okay and then I just go to bed. And I, yeah. like, oh. I have plans on doing stuff in the morning, but cursorily. Then yeah. also uh, goes back to the vice district and goes to bed. Um, he's taken to sleeping uh, completely alone in the middle of the largest courtyard in the uh, vice district in a very uh, come and get it if you want it sort of situation. That's big dick energy right there. That's power oh, yeah. move. Yeah. Um, okay, so Arcus, you're kind of left in this common room uh, with this angry chef making <laughs> all the food in the place. Marley leaves, Banfall leaves. What do you do? Um, I noticed that everyone's gone, and I'm I'm not really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really feel that. Um, I am intrigued to see if food passes through me or not, which I think we should do a roll on. It passes through all of us. What? <laughs> but it's just how fast, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, he eventually brings out like starts to bring out dishes one by one, and there's yeah big big plates with huge piles of roast vegetables and roast meats and things there's bacon and eggs um there's something that looks like porridge um like a like a steaming bowl of oats type of thing just a whole array of different types of foods until the table like he brings he drags over another table to a joint of yours so you've got two tables just heaving with food and just goes i'm out of here he just walks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he got paid seven gold for one night's worth of, like, you know. But there's the materials as well, so. I take Rain, my mouse, <laughs> out of my pocket. Um, and I put her on the table. And then I go to bed. <laughs> just, just give Rain this feast. Epic feast. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, and I think when I sleep, I just like float somewhere. <laughs> okay, so this this can be a test as well. Before Arcus goes to bed, if you try the food, yeah, um, we'll do a dice roll of a. Uh, let's see. So we've been rolling religion anytime we need to make a decision about your form. Mm. Um, if we roll a. Hmm. I'm just trying to think what this needs to be because it's sort of it doesn't really have much bearing mechanically because we don't have much of a survival aspect in this game. Oh, unless it's survival for uh, the kind of creature that I am in the in the dimension that I'm from. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll roll survival, and if it is below a ten, 
then you need to eat in this in this realm. Okay. You need uh, to eat and can eat. If it's above a ten, then you don't need sustenance in this realm. You just get it from the atmosphere. Uh, I rolled eight, and I have plus five to survival. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do not need to eat. So um, Squadith now has a member that does not require sustenance. That might come in handy. So did you try the food and realize like it did nothing for you, and then you just left it for rain? Yeah, I, I think it just like <laughs> can I even absorb it or did it just like fall out? Maybe maybe I take a bite and it just passes through me way too quickly, and I I kind of feel unpleasant <laughs> after the whole ordeal. So I just give it to my mouse and go to bed. Okay. Um, where do you plan to go to bed? <laughs> also, how? Also, must you? What? I was going to say, re- would it would it occur to Arcus to like find Marley? A bed? Do you know what I mean? Like, because you could just float through stuff technically, right? Because we've already established you could. So you could just be popping your head and being like, "Not Marley," and then like next room, <laughs> no, nope, still not Marley. You know, like. Yeah, I just go find Marley, and then when I find her, I um, float like three meters above her. <laughs> so I'm just gonna wake <laughs> just... up in the morning and be like, "Yeah, with me just floating over, just like." <laughs> okay, so so Arcus has that instinct to want to want to stick with an ally that they've found in this world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So just roll me an investigation check to see how your search for Marley goes, because there are <laughs> other rooms in this inn. <laughs> I got eight again, and uh, nine. <laughs> okay, it does not go well. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'd say that you you'd manage to... Um, you go through a few doors that are unlocked, and people are in there, and like some of them are awake, and are like, what the hells are you? Um, and a few a of them... You, <laughs> <laughs> and a few other doors you try, and they're locked, but you manage to sort of phase shift your way through the like through the keyholes and um or through like un- i'd say under the door mm. and again what are you <laughs> um but then yeah eventually you find marley but you get the impression that you've you've disturbed every single person in this inn. that's fine <laughs> doesn't <laughs> that doesn't um uh mean anything to me um okay so you eventually find Marley, you settle in for the night. Banfor has his sleep. Um, cool, so three days pass. What is something that you would do over these three days? Uh, well, Banfor is going to begin doing the obvious, uh, which is solidifying and mil- militarizing the vice district uh, and its boundaries by, you know, creating construction of walls and fortifications along the existing um, barricades and barriers, uh, setting out outriders to the supplying farms and sort of by hook or crook, creating uh, contracts of exclusive service to the gates that we control, um, and really just solidifying uh, that half of the city as, as the one that has the, the full supply uh, and control of goods and, um, and and the majority of the city itself, and just, you know, getting all um, young men and women of, of fighting age onto a, onto a single roster and armed and ready to go. Wow, you are turning a the vice district into a like military city state <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like, uh, there are already barricades we're just you know formalizing yeah, but, the affair yeah now there's like legal barriers 
sort of putting making up your own rule of law for the might makes right this and I've been sleeping might... alone in a square for how long nobody's come to get me so that that's your only main activity for three days well it would take up quite a lot of a lot of the day yeah okay um, are you handling the political ins and outs of that or are you leaving it to Jareen? Uh, mostly leaving it to Jareen. He's um, pretty clearly just getting um, these sort of godstruck orders coming through me and he's making those make sense. Nice. Okay. This is uh, going to have ramifications somewhere down the line. Um, Marley, what are your three days like and is... I guess I need to ask JD if Arcus just tags along with Marley or has their own three days. Yeah, I'll tag along. I'm not too interested in seeing what else is happening in other places. And it it, it kind of makes sense because Marley being a bard, she loves playing to a crowd. So she'd be like, sort of tell, like once she figures out that you don't really know anything about the world, she'd be explaining everything as she went. You know, you're like so, teaching me little songs about how to care about other people and yeah, or just like <laughs> this is a fruit and I'd be like showing you my saxophone and showing you how it plays and it's with wind and stuff because I thought you might like that you know like and I'd be like it might be offensive I don't know <laughs> um, not all clouds blow oh my god <laughs> um and when I'd I was little like, <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, you're right. I'd be showing you how to feed, like, Hodge. I'd be figuring mm. out that myself, you know, but I'd be, like, narrating everything kind of as I'm doing it. And I'd There's be, a like, huge cast- table of food in the inn when you wake up that the first morning. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who's living there just gets a banquet for no reason. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it wouldn't be there for long. People would come in in the morning and just eat it. <laughs> Unless you're first up and you're like, this is for Hodge. <laughs> I'd be just narrating stuff like that, but um, I I I genuinely do want to go and try and find Paul and just be like try and convince him to sell me the tavern. Paul the, um, the dad, yeah, Tyler's dad. So uh, yeah, I mean you yeah you find Paul. That happens. Yeah, um, and I want to sort of say to him, oh well, you know, you've heard that. Basically, like skipping to the middle of the conversation, but like. You've heard that the Vice District is taking over everything. Well, I've got contacts there, and I can assure that this pub doesn't go under. All I want to do is own it and uh, maybe make some changes around here, and you can continue to run it for me when I'm away on adventures. How does that sound? Are you extorting me to to, to make me the assistant manager of my own establishment? Well, I mean, not extorting you, but just volunteering a cash influction because, you know, look at this place. He looks around and says, "What do you mean? Look at this place." And I'm just, I'm basically it's fantastic. Play, yeah, I'm basically trying to play up like the the cracks in the corners. Oh, like it's, that's going to mean wood rot, and I'm going to have to look at you know, like someone's going to have to look at that, and, like just basically doing that kind of thing. Okay, you've got epic persuasion powers, um, but this place is his baby. So if you want to persuade him anything, it's going to be a nineteen. Fair. Well, I rolled a fifteen, so. Plus eleven or whatever. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> you're a, you're a machine. Um, yeah, just like the cook did. He just breathes this defeated sigh and just goes, oh, "Well, you know what? I, I do need to spend more time with Tyler. Um, you know, this place is either eating up all of my time or all of his. You know, it's always at least one of us here. 
And, yeah, uh, I'm like, I, you'll still be running it, but what I want to do is I'm going to start Craft Cider again. And I want this to be one of the forefront Craft Cider taverns. And in order to do that, it has to be owned by me. Where would you brew it? We oh. don't have a brewery. Yeah, I know. I've got plans. But I need the, the network. This isn't Vice District's kind of dodgy plans, is it? No, God no. I'm going to go back to where Craft Cider was brewed originally and build it back. He leans in close and just says, well, um, can I just ask, while I've got you alone, what is that thing that's been following you around? What is that? And I don't want to even ask about the, the very loud growling sounds coming from the stable. Oh, All the cricket okay. noises. So, <laughs> I'm like, Arcus, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> is Arcus there? <laughs> and he rudely says, what is that thing right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm that thing. It is me. <laughs> I'm that thing. <laughs> That's oh, that. it That's talks I- in a... And it understands me. I am so sorry. Um, hello, my name's Paul. I oh. own this place uh, for now, I guess. Paul, um, I can tell from your name that you are a dad. So I'm going <laughs> Where are your scales, dragon man? Yeah. <laughs> Just I don't breathe fire am. on me. And we'll breathe be fine. Fu- what? Who? What are you talking about? I mean, I am a dad, but fire, Marley. bamfor has been t- filling Harkis's head with not truths. Uh, some interesting things. Anyway, we were talking about the growling and the. In the yeah, stable. I I assume that's yours. I don't want to well, deal that's with Hodge. That. You remember Hodge? Hodge. Well, I remember. I remember you had a wolf at one point. This this little baby wolf thing. Uh huh. Yeah. And then that wasn't around. And now Hodge is back. Uh, okay. Hodge just went away to like a training school, learn how to be like a real wolf, and then just came back all like buff and, you know, trained up and stuff. Oh, now he's I a fighting know, wolf. I didn't know Stonemore had a wolf training school, but you know, these modern times, <laughs> we've got so many things. There's, you know, cat cafes, uh, you know, a, I guess a dog training school isn't completely out of the question. But all right, let's let's talk turkey. You want to buy this place? I'm not. Uh, I'll sell it to you, but it won't it won't be cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting that. Give me eight gold pieces. No. <laughs> um, I'm expecting a bit more than that. <laughs> so in in a different game, I had um, a character buy a an apartment in a building in the city of Linares. Um, it was basically half the building, and he paid 5,000 gold for that. Mm-hmm. So you are buying, in this case, a whole building in a different city with the business attached. But it's also you've also told Paul that he will still yeah, sometimes still be, be in charge. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I'll be away adventuring a lot. I just want to start like my chain of craft taverns kind of thing you know okay okay i like i like that you're starting a chain um a restaurant chain (laughs) yeah essentially so that once i start brewing craft cider again the craft taverns are all ready to go you know this is good this is really really lets you live out your fantasies eh (laughs) yeah 
Being a small business owner. <laughs> Being able Franchising. to buy a property. Yeah. Oh my God. Starting a franchise-based business expansion. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for the bookkeeping portion of this storyline. Um, That's when yeah, I get just created. Doing yeah. So we, we won't get too uh, any deeper into this, but he basically says um, he can sell it to you for nine grand. Yeah, fair. And I actually Which, just don't even blink. I just go, that seems like a fair price. All right. Okay. And then, yeah, at some point you hash this out properly. Yeah. Um, oh, and what over is the something... next three days you see the name change and it's now the Craft Tavern. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. that's We've just changed an aspect of the world. The Necro slash Podicon Inn is no more. It is now the Craft Tavern. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it down. Craft Very Craft. excited. Craft Tavern. You watch me now. Every time I go to a new place, I'm like, hey, so is this the sale? The, the vice the vice district is now the vice kingdom. The Necropodicon Inn is the craft heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you two are such colonizers, eh? <laughs> Go to a place and make it yours. Um, um, well, you've given us an interesting world, and we are white people. So. <laughs> um, okay, Marley. Uh, before we shift over to um, Arcus Arcus's point of view, um, Marley, what? Is what what do you do with Hodge besides just maintain him in that stable? Oh, I'd want to I'd want to test him out. I'd, I'd like test him out as kind of a bad waiter. It's gross. Yeah. So she wants to kind of see what Hodge can do because she hasn't really, you know, had any time to see Hodge play with Hodge anything. So I basically want to play with him and take him for a fly and you know sort of see what he can do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. In that case, instead of his stats, I'll just use yours. Just roll an animal handling to summarize how your initial test flights go. Cool. It's not great because I rolled a natural one. So. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. You, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't. Not great. That's like critically not great. <laughs> you don't handle this animal at all. Um, yeah, he didn't. He hasn't taken well to being cooped up in the stable because he's so large now. Um, yeah. So when you when you go to him and you try and be all, hey, Hodgy baby, oh, you know, let's let's do whatever we're gonna do, he is hostile and very hesitant because he's he's basically in a grump. He's been yeah. cooped up. Fair, that's fair. You try and mount him, um, <laughs> and and he lets you, but it's obvious from like the way he's holding his his body that he doesn't want you there so you sort of like tumble off you can't really get good purchase yeah okay and i'm like all right all right i'm sorry do you not want to be here in the stable what do you what do you need hodge and i i cast like speak with animals as i'm sort of asking that okay yeah he says um oh um oh I mean, I've got these big wings. I can't be cooped up here. No, um, is there I'm somewhere sorry. else I could be in the city? Or do I even have to be in the city? Like, do you need me? Well, I mean, if we had like a, you know, like a um, whistle or something that I could just call you and you could kind of come, you know, then you don't necessarily have to be right here. I just, I, you know, I'm so used to you being sleeping by my bed and stuff it's just i guess i'm gonna have to just get used to that so well, what if i go find that you're the the other guy the tall guy 
And because I mean, I can find him by his scent. I I I know kind of where he went. I mean, he he sleeps outside, right? Could I sleep with him? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're the boss, I guess. Because I don't want him using you for ill means, Pudge. And you know he will. He'll use you to like drop stones on innocent people and smash their houses so that he can expand his vice district, for instance. Hmm. I mean, to be honest, that sounds kind of fun. Hodge. My whole family was was killed by being thrown off a mountain like, by a hu- by like a human or something. So I could probably, uh, you know. Oh, actually, you know what? I could fly back to the mountain to sleep at night. I know where it is. It's not far. It's just south of the city. Okay. If you're here every morning, or when I whistle and need you. Uh, well, I don't know if you could whistle all the way to the mountain, but like, if I just come back to this, if I just leave to sleep, so that might work. It only if we get in trouble overnight that that could be a problem. Yeah, if I get in trouble, uh, how far away is the mountain? It's really fun that this animal has agency and you have to explain to it carefully why you own it. Yeah. <laughs> and how it's your possession and kind of um, has to do what you say, even though it doesn't really want to. So the Merchant's District is like the centre of the city. Um, and the mountain is past the southern wall. So it's kind of like maybe an hour away through the yeah. city on foot. It'll it's be like, a few minutes for him to fly. If I get in trouble and I really need you, I'll just, you know, you're pretty familiar with my thunder wave, right? And how the boom sounds? Uh, yeah, I, I heard a boom sound when my family died, too. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know anything about that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you hear that sound, then definitely come running, even if it's in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it wakes me up, then I'll come a-flying. Otherwise, I'll see you in the morning. I don't mind that you sleep elsewhere, Hodge. I don't want you to get cramped up and your wings getting gross. Okay. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll find a good bed. Okay. In the meantime, what should we get you to eat today? And I, like, we're walking towards the markets and stuff, and I'm taking him to, like, buy him whatever he wants. Wow. So, like, just walking him through the busy city streets, and people are clearing away uh-huh. because he's, he's a monster. Yep. Um, and, but they, uh, they have to get used to seeing me and Hodge around. So, yeah. I, I mean, the, I, even, the peop- I even go up to the merchant's district and I ask them to make him, like, a big collar with, like, a little thing on it with, like, the name Hodge, you know? <laughs> so everybody knows uh, who he is. Okay. Yeah, I'd say you find someone. And you get that made, so you get he gets a collar on him, and he, he sort of puffs out his his chest, and he looks like quite proud. He, he wears it proudly. Cool. So you <laughs> so yeah, that's you what I do. Food and, yeah, you find I've, him some food. And yeah, stuff, so. I treat him for a while to make sure he knows he's important to me. Like a nice. pimp with his top bitch. <laughs> um, and, me, no, I don't care that you sleep at other places during the night. It's fine. You just gotta come when I call you, baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, come and... on, put some sugar on your wrist. Do you know what? It's it's my pet, and I'll do what I want with it. Oh, you you clearly you. showed that when you tried to mount him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Arcus, these your point of view. So you tried your eating thing at night, and then you slept in Marley's room. Um, <laughs> you 
encountered Paul, the owner of the now craft tavern. Um, owner slash dad slash dragon, yep. <laughs> By the way, I, I love that Arcus knows what a dragon is, because no one in this realm does. Well, you can, you can, um, you know, clouds make all kinds of shapes, and uh, there's definitely dragon-shaped clouds, but I don't know if you could make a dad-shaped cloud, cloud, you know? <laughs> there are certain things that make sense to Arcus and other things that don't. What does Arcus do? Uh, so, I mean, I go and collect rain, my mouse. Yep. That I assume has had uh, a jovial time amongst the uh, the food. Oh, yeah. You, f- you find him comatose with a huge, like, cartoonishly bloated belly, like, sleeping on his back and holding his tummy. Nice. Hopefully um, those are just raisins and... Uh, <laughs> I leave the rest of the food untouched and collect up rain and let him sleep in my pocket cloud thing that we decided he could hide in <laughs> in the first episode. Um, uh, then I, I guess I'm uh, ha- having a look around with uh, Marley when, when they're walking down to the, the markets and stuff, uh, seeing all the commotion with Hodge. Um, while we're going through the market, I might just grab things that I see that I want while everyone is distracted. You know, um, not not in a mean way or in an intentional stealing way, just I don't know any better, you know? Okay, so roll, I guess roll a sleight of hand to okay, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got... Oh, I got a net, net 20. Love. Uh, nice. So, 22. That is awesome. So you're walking along and people are so distracted by A, this huge wolf with wings, and B, this person made of clouds. They don't even notice that the person made of clouds is just grabbing things as they walk through the market. (laughs) So you just, like, pick up a huge selection of, like, some of its food, some of its, like, clothes, weaponry. You don't even really know what you're grabbing. Um, uh, Like, knickknacks, ornaments, you name it. Do Do you hold on to them, like, stuff them into your person or do you just like pick them up and then drop them my character's just a little bit of a kleptomaniac i think um i i grab some things and put put them on my person and some of those things wouldn't stay on my person they might float through (laughs) and fall through the bottom if they're too heavy yeah so i imagine this is like um ariel a little mermaid who's just like oh the wonder of the human like (laughs) look at the stuff things isn't it neat um, you want thingamabobs? <laughs> cool. Yeah, and uh, do you do anything else, or do you just follow Marley around and just take in the sights and smells and experiences? Well, like Marley said, she was uh, uh, t- teaching me some things about the world, so I'm I'm slowly brushing up on the 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 lore and what's going on here and what a dad really is. Maybe can anyone define that? All <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Old> dragon. All <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just sort of uh, learning what it's like on the uh, on this plane of existence. Cool. Okay, so that sounds like a good three days for everyone. On the on the third day, Marley and Arcus, you are in the common room of the craft tavern, and, and just in the morning, waiting for breakfast or something. The or something's for me. <laughs> yeah, breakfast or just whatever happens to you. Um, just just water for me, thanks. 
Nice. That's I look a little bit taller. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the door opens and in rushes a young human girl with shoulder-length brown hair and simple commoner's clothes. And she's carrying like a brown messenger's satchel. And Marley would recognize this young girl as um, Good Christine, one of the thieves from the Vice District. Uh, she runs. She runs into the into the tavern and takes like a look around at the slightly different room. Like she wasn't expecting it to look. However, it is different. Um, and like rushes up to the bar and then sort of looks around and then sees Marley and Arcus at the table and and comes over out of breath and flustered. Ah, Marley. Um. Ah. 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 The um Queen. Um. Queen Shan. Uh, hi. Uh, ma- um, hello. Uh, Cloud person um hello uh, person oh uh sorry yes uh uh argus um i am uh christine good good i'm good people call me good uh anyway marley marley um uh queen sent a messenger into vice district to find banfor um yeah he found jarine he found jarine instead uh and uh gave me uh gave me this and she hoists the satchel up onto the table and bangs it down and it's clearly got something heavy in there and metallic and then she sort of just stands and pauses to catch her breath (sighs) i open it while i'm waiting for her to you know i and i gesture for tyler to get her a glass of water while i'm opening yeah Uh, okay yeah you, you open that up and she sort of leans on the table a bit and you find inside a uh, like a scratched and worn like very obviously old iron medallion uh, with a dwarven symbol on it. She takes a drink of water from Tyler, and then she says, "Um, <clears throat> the uh, messenger said this is for you and Banfor. Uh, I don't know where he is, but um, it says it's something called the Keeper's Medallion, and uh, the Queen wants you to meet her." under the royal keep uh basically now today uh um apparently you you would know where to go um there's some something about like a secret underground thing the messenger was more flustered than me marley's nodding and sort of like it's okay i know yes good looks at arcus and says i i don't i don't know if you were supposed to hear this or not um yes. Is there a bad Christine? It, not, not that I know of. I just, I don't know. This I was called, good. I was called good at a young age, and it just kind of stuck. Not because she is good, and I, I flip her a, a gold coin. Oh, mint! Yeah, she catches. You might be good for money. <laughs> she catches that and pockets it like very, very swiftly, like a, in a very practiced motion. Yeah, because I realise she's done a few things for me and I've never really said anything kind of thank you, so, you know. Yeah, and then she says, uh, apparently the uh, this thing uh, will get you past uh, some defences. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the messenger didn't say what that was, but he, he, he kind of had a pause, which tells me that there's something he was meant to say that he chose not to. Um, it's all right, we've met talk before. <laughs> I'm looking at the medallion thinking this has probably got to do with him again. Anyway, I've got to go find Banfor because, uh, yeah, you know what he's like. Do you want to ride? W- what do you mean? Well, because 
because it's daytime and Hodge will be in the city again. <laughs> uh, do you have a carriage or something? Why don't Why don't we go find him together? Okay, that, right. that works for me. And I I I yell over my shoulder to to sort of Tyler. Tell Paul I'm going out. Not sure how long I'm going to be. I'll get a message to him, but he knows what to do anyway. And I like run upstairs, grab all my stuff, run downstairs, just in case we're going somewhere instantly. I want to have all my adventuring gear on me, sort of throw my pack on. And I'm like, I guess you got every, I suppose that's all you came with. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like pull open my pocket with uh with rain in it and i check that that's there and then i sort of shake and a, a couple of bobs and thingy my bobs and bits fall out and then i'm like yeah cool i'm ready <laughs> i'm like okay and i walk christine around where i've stabilized the stables so there's actually like an area that hodge can sit on like a cat on the top of the stables <laughs> so he just perches up there like a gargoyle <laughs> yeah during the day when he's chilling out and watches all the people on the street walk past and stuff you know yeah you you find that since um hodge has been regularly coming to the city he's actually become um, sort of like a landmark of his own and people come to the craft heaven just to see the big wolf and then they, while they're there they're like well we might as well go and eat yeah there's now like a picture of hodge and marley on the inside of the tavern too you know like <laughs> this little marley next to this giant hodge <laughs> yeah. it's been three days <laughs> yeah. Marley's been i'm quite gonna get busy. a mural done <laughs> um okay so you guys go out to to i, I i'm i'm Thinking you're going to try and ride Hodge to the Vice District, is that correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay, I, so... Like, I'm sort of picturing Marley's done a few flybys to make sure that the Vice District isn't growing too much and isn't getting out of hand, because she's sort of taken it on board to make sure that the citizens of Stonemore don't get ousted from their own houses, you know? Yeah, so... They are um, the citizens of Stonemore. Um, but, all yeah, so... citizens of Stonemore. It's so just Oliver, they like to be part of. Yeah, so Oliver, Oliver did say he's not expanding, but he is hunkering down. Yeah, that's fine. So I, I like to think that, that, like Hodge and I have been flying over these walls and stuff every now and then, sort of saying hi to Bamfor and seeing what he's up to. You know, so I um, go to where they. East and West love. Berlin, but only one of them has a functional military and controls all supply of goods and services. Um, okay, before you go do this fly... Not all. you don't control the merchant district. Shut up. I control everything that gets in and out of the city. That's not true. That is not <laughs> canon. Somebody went out and captured all the farms and roads while somebody else was busy texting. So, bonjour um, to the new world. Ban 4, where would you likely be on this day when this um, Hodge uh, flyby is... has a throne... Um, in the middle of the large square. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Inspired by anything? Uh, it's inspired by just a normal chair, but very big. It's like a it's like a normal chair, but it's got like six foot legs. Okay, so people generally wouldn't then know how to find you if you if you if you now hold. I'm court. sitting on a six foot. It's a normal sized chair, but it's got six foot legs. <laughs> how do you climb up? I suppose you just. It's jump. very difficult. It's very hard. This is absurd, and I love it so much. Um, okay, so you would be there in the middle of any given day. Yeah, for most of it. 
unless okay. the chair breaks, which it does quite often. Okay, so this is the this is the morning, and um, Marley and Good and I'm guessing Arcus as well get onto Hodge to go for a ride. I just can I just like hold on to the tail. I want to like float behind like a kite. I don't think I need to get on it. Yep. Okay. Roll me a religion check. Um, DC fifteen. Twenty all up. Okay. Yeah, you managed to make yourself light, like as light as air. So you are just hit- hitching a ride very easily. Hodge doesn't even notice you holding onto his tail. Nice. Um, and good is clinging for dear <laughs> for, for her life to Marley's back. Um, Marley's as over you... her shoulder is like, you know, not everybody gets to do this. This is a once in a lifetime sort of thing, you know. Everybody's going to be very jealous. I sure hope it's once in a lifetime. <laughs> Humans aren't meant to fly. Um, yeah, and you soar up into the air, and I'll let you describe the way that you maneuver Hodge around uh, to the Vice District. So we we lift off like straight up, like a helicopter does, kind of. So like gaining air initially and like to get over all the houses and stuff because we've learnt that if we flap too hard close to too many other houses they have a tendency to like break stuff so we've had to shore up you know the tavern so that when we flap over the top of it it doesn't like break the craft tavern in three days (laughs) yeah Look, if he's captured the entire fucking city, I've shored up a fucking tavern, alright? Don't tell me he's captured the entire fucking city and then tell me I can't do what I want to do. So Half fuck the you. city and all the uh, I have outriders. Look, I'm militarized. You You're not the only military. Queen Shan has a military. Oh my god, we've had to talk not about this so much many times. How's it <laughs> Look, we're nothing if not productive <laughs> during anyway. this time alone. <laughs> So we've done all of that, we've gone up, and then we've just sort of shot, like, shot across to the Vice District. Just not even a long trip. So, and we'd circle the Vice District to see if he's in his chair or not. And if he is in his chair, then we'd land there. Yeah, so he is. He's in his chair in the square. <laughs> yeah, we land there. Okay, um, yeah, good clambers off of Hodge's back, and then just says, Oh, um... I'm still getting used to this whole King Banfall thing. I didn't even think to check here. I went to his old... You know what? I've got other things to do. I'll tell Doreen that I passed on the message. Um, and then she scampers on her little feet. Technically, you've seen him. Does um, Hodges... was um, sort of coiled up over the, over the top of the chair, um, smoking uh, a pipe just for flavour. Do you have a name for this area? For like, is this your throne area? Is this your court? Is this your courtyard? Because it's outside. Um, like, what what is this to you? Uh, this is the courtyard, but with a capital C. Cool. Oi. Okay. This... Who's it? Hello. How are you? What do you desire from me, your lord and savior? Uh, you're not nobody's lord. Now get down here. Queen Shan's got shit for us to do. I shan't get down before I do not have mine uh, lordly stepladder. So I'll be Hodge, right here. What I, I look want? at Hodge and I'm like, kick it down. Hodge gives you a look because he understands common. Mm-hmm. And he gives you a, a very questioning look as if to say, are you sure? He's hardy as hell. It's heavily going to hurt him. Kick it down. 
Okay, Banfor the wolf approaches your chair. Uh, Banfor very slowly takes out a not inconsiderable knife and starts cleaning under his nails. Yeah. And watches the wolf approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, it gets to the chair and it goes to very obviously take a big swipe at the chair legs. Uh, Banfor jumps down before he hits um, and lands cat-like. Okay. Obviously a little unhappy the chair gets knocked over and the legs get broken and okay. your your throne is now shattered um i would assume that as this happens um with some frequency um some servant type some servant types will scuttle out of nowhere and start fixing the legs again oh uh, we'll fix it right away uh, king banfor Absolutely, King Bane for anything for you, King Bane for our mighty king, our mighty king. uh, A half brick, which has become um, some sort of currency. (laughs) (laughs) Although it is now illegal and punishable upon death to halve any brick without my say so. You you are. You're far too generous, King Banfor. Yes, far too generous, King Banfor. We, we, you have our eternal gratitude, uh, King Banfor, and they, they scurry away into the darkness. Queen Shan needs us. Who's it? Queen okay. Shan, the person we oh, put queen. on the throne of this place. Not your throne, the actual you mean throne. One of the thrones of this place. My peer, no. my equal, Queen Shan. In her castle, Queen Shan. I'm also building a castle and Banfor gestures at a pile of sticks and rocks. <laughs> so, I see no difference. I have what a castle in a cloud. <laughs> what do- what does she need? My sister, Queen Shan. <sighs> Molly just sighs and is like, we need to go back under the town. Well, but I just got above the town and it's all dark down there. I don't like it in the dark. You haven't just got above the town. We've been here for weeks. Yeah, I know, but it's all dark down there. And what if there's spiders? I'm sorry, did you want your like slave to come back and hear you talking like this? No, obviously not. I'd have to murder them. But also, what if there's spiders? Well, there probably is going to be, but there's also Queen Uh, Shan, so we need to go. Murder the spiders. Murder the spiders. (laughs) We've been Um, much worse than spiders. We took down a fire giant, Banfor. You're being ridiculous. Well, we's a strong word. Anyway, I just need to... Hold on, I need to speak to the council on this one. Um, And Banfor strolls over to his castle. Um, from which emerge seven mice. Yeah, I knew it was coming to bloody mice. <laughs> um, all dressed in, in gorgeous robes with, with, with flowing locks um, and, and gold circlets upon their brow. Oh. Uh, and Banfor um, has a shouted conversation with them. Uh, they don't respond. They're clearly just mice um, <laughs> that, he's, that he's shouting at. Um, <laughs> Can I cast... Can I cast Hermitage just so that everyone can hear what he's saying? Make his voice turn up to three times louder so everyone in the immediate area. Nope, yes, it makes sense can. because you're like, what what is he saying? And yeah. He... <laughs> yeah, you do that. You cast Thaumaturgy and now Banfor is amplified. Uh, the gist of the conversation uh, is that the council, um, which are essentially uh, Banfor's therapy mice, um, have been discussing his deep-seated fears of both the dark and spiders. Um, and he's just looking for a little bit of reassurance that, that you know, the things that they'll be working through, cognitive behavioural therapy-wise, 
are still there, he's still, you know, powerful within himself and able to overcome these various fears. Um, but he has reverted to a slightly more infantile perspective. I think you just need to work on some mindful thinking, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's what they seem to say. <laughs> okay, some of the... Some of the... Um, so meta, meta knowledge some of the um, your subjects in the vicinity who hear this because of the amplification um, they they lessen their fear of you but they gain res- they gain a little bit more respect for you just as a human being who can process emotions <laughs> but they're not as afraid of you so your authority has lessened over some of the people wonderful wonderful good um, Banful returns uh, to Mali and um consents to going beneath the city once again um Arcus has a really important question and and that is where you got the sweet threads for your mice from (laughs) (laughs) um the uh Van um just gestures coyly at um a small a small merchant's district of mice um in, in which there is a haberdashery yeah, I'm pretty sure we already decided there was a Taylor Mouse or a yeah. oh my Mouse gosh. and stuff. And uh, they were all using tiny little half pebbles. I immediately <laughs> turned to Marley and in much the same way a kid does <laughs> to a parent. I'm like, <laughs> can I? Can I have, could, hey, uh, could I have a, a, a monies to buy clothing for rain? Please, Marley. Marley sees where this is going and is like, "All right, let's let's go see the mouse. Don't rip you off, okay?" And she she wanders over to the mouse merchant district, casts speak with animals, and basically has a conversation with the mouse haberdasherer to make sure that it's like the price is fair. Um, behind for whatever, I'm like whatever, whatever Arcus wants. All right, Um, Arcus is going to point at something. But behind their backs, um, several thousand armed and armoured men uh, are marching by, and Banful gives them a huge shush and just like shushes them back into an alleyway. Um, okay, you speak with a mouse habitat. <laughs> what has this game become? Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know how you guys, you guys were like, we don't have a big quest yet. This is why. <laughs> Uh, and um, yeah, the, the the mouse's name is Jaggle, and uh-huh. they have they have a um, a slogan which is, "You cannot haggle with Jaggle." Can't yeah. haggle with Jaggle. You know it's true because it rhymes. <laughs> but you have an otherwise uh, a pleasant um, transaction that we won't go into detail because no, I don't not... want to I don't want to do a mouse voice. Also, I'm not trying to rip Jaggle off either. I'm just trying to make sure that Arcus you doesn't get ripped off. <laughs> and Arcus. Arcus doesn't come back and go, I need 10 gold for like an outfit this big. <laughs> you know, like... It's the stitch um, work that you're really paying for. <laughs> yeah, do you, okay, just so we can keep this short, do you ask for something to be specifically tailored for rain or do you just buy something off the rack? I think uh, I just I, I get rain out of my my pocket thing, and I, I let rain go up and sniff a dress, and then I'm like, yeah, that one. Pretty mouse walking, walking down, down the down street. The street <laughs> but does rain wear? Does she? Okay, so does say the mouse all four legs? Yeah. 
does the dress go around the mouse like mm. a UFO, or does the mouse <laughs> now have what we're considering arms, yeah. and then the vagina area is exposed yeah. per human dress? I think what we're working with is a um, Cinderella style. Cinderella style, I thought. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Just Because mice usually stand up on two legs sometimes and they kind of have hands. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah, they've got, they've got it's hands. It's not like they're hooved, you know. No, they're like, not cloven. Um, hoofed. Okay, while this transaction is going on, uh, ro- actually roll a perception check, everybody. I've been playing other games, and I was like, oh, I have advantage on perception. Um, and then I'm like, no, that's not this game. That's Romance of the Perilous Lands. I'm very confused right now. <laughs> you play too many games. Ten. Oh, 20. <laughs> Dirty 20. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, the two the two twenties. You notice that um, the the people nearby, um, so all the humans who are sort of gathered at the perimeter of this courtyard, um, they 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 sort of look a little bit blurry and out of focus for a second, like there's some kind of barrier, like misty barrier between you and them. The you and Banfor and the mice haberdasher that you're uh, and Hodge are all present and accounted for but it's like you've suddenly become isolated from normal people and you hear technically there's always a misty uh, barrier between me and other people (laughs) it's your skin (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you hear the undeniable sound of of a frog and then it repeats a few times Uh, therefore looks around for a frog Molly's looking around for Zygnamel. Yeah, fading into view, like very slowly, is a giant frog. It's about five feet tall, four feet round. Uh, So probably just ever so slightly shorter than Marley. And it's a dark forest green color with black stripes down its body. And it's wearing sunglasses. And it goes, it says... Sunglasses have thrown me. It says, hey, hey, what's up? I'm Porter. How's it going? I... Hug him. <laughs> and I'm and like, that's God, the end of the episode. Damn it, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't work on the hugging. He has glasses. I think he's cool. You know? He's definitely cool. This might yeah. be um, Slims McKenzie from Futurama. Oh, my God. He was a slug. <laughs> he, he was a slug. He was the and party, if he stopped party Yeah, he was a party worm. Sorry, he was a party worm. <laughs> Arcus is hugging a giant sunglass-clad frog named Porter. All I want to do in the world. <laughs> who is named after our two newest Patreon supporters, Victoria and Gavin Porter, who specifically asked for a giant frog. And you know what's fun- fantastic is they wanted the visual of Arcus hugging a giant frog. <laughs> and that just happened straight away. <laughs> Naturally, we did it naturally. Um, <laughs> and the sunglasses like hugging, just a bit of flavour, was it? Hugging the giant frog feels like a euphemism for something, and uh, <laughs> let's find it's out why. It's definitely illegal as far as any book of religion is concerned. <laughs> yeah, the sunglasses is just flavour for me because I wanted to give him this sort of like douchebag-ish kind of voice. Wait, weren't you just Later. using your normal voice? Or? Yeah, I thought it was your normal voice. <laughs> 
Oh, so sorry. We'll wreck on then. He says, "Hey, what's up? I'm Porter. How's it going?" Hey, bro, Porter. What's up? Yeah, fuck yeah, I hate him. <laughs> thanks. I hate it. Yeah, thanks. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. That could be okay. our new tagline for the show. Um, Thanks, I hate it. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So Marley has bought the Necropodicon and changed it to the Craft Heaven. That's something I'm going to have to remember. Banfor has continued turning the Vice District into his own unchallenged domain. Arcus is a kleptomaniac, apparently. Uh, well, that's something I didn't see coming. And, oh boy howdy, it looks like we might have a new mission. The Queen wants to have a clandestine meeting with our heroes. It's probably something of great importance and may or may not contain a quest. Big what up, thank you, and howdy doody to our awesome Patreon supporters. Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Sideshow Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Rod Rafamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kydela, Rihanna Kavalsic, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, and Victoria and Gavin Porter. As always, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Those are all at fateofison, or email fateofison at gmail.com. You should do that. You should drop us a line to say hello, and we will likely say hello in return. Or head on over to the Necropodicon Network Discord server to chat with us in real time. There is a link to that on our website, fateofison.com. And there's also fan art and cast profiles and links to the wiki where you can find out lots and lots of information. Alright, I guess we're going to find out next week what the deal is with this giant talking frog. Find out next time, fadies. Hey there, it's your old friend Dr. Discord from A Necessary Evil Podcast. And if you're like me, you know there just simply aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. So I always take time to go to necropoticon.com, discover some shows I may have been missing out on, or to check out the cast and crew photos and bios of the shows I already love. There's even a link to join the Discord where you can talk to not only us, but also other fans. How amazing is that? It's all at necropoticon.com. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.